Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. Our guest today is Alex Cano. Alex is the founder and CEO of Alex Cano Consulting and Coaching. He has over 20 years of implementing improvement projects serving top world-class companies in many industries, including auto, pharma, food, cosmetics, consumer products, building materials, oil and gas. I think it's safe to say he has a lot of experience in those industries and really the lessons learned and what works, what doesn't work, the changes that have to take place, and the opportunities. Now, Alex has a signature methodology. It is the Agile Change Lean Six Sigma 5.0. Now, it's an improvement methodology that integrates Lean Six Sigma, project management, change management, Agile Scrum, and organizational psychology, creating a holistic approach to boost performance, drive Agile sustainable improvements, while creating an environment where people feel motivated and embrace change. Alex, welcome to the Success Insight Podcast. Thank you, Howard, for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here with you and your audience. Fantastic. Now, I have to admit, Alex, one of the things my listeners will be curious about is, Howard, why do you have a guest on who's going to talk about agile and project management, program management? And I think that's a fair question, but in the defense of you and I coming together first via an introduction from one of my earlier guests, Divya Perak, but also via our connection on LinkedIn, there's a lot going on in your world of agile and change and leadership. And given everything that's going on around the globe today, jobs, pandemics, heck, we've just completed an election cycle here in the U.S. I'm really interested in the work that you're doing and how it is helping organizations and its people prepare and thrive for what's coming up in the coming year. So, you know, with that really uh, lengthy introduction, and I typically go right into my conversation with you, but if you could just Start off a little bit sharing with our listeners a little bit about you, how you got into this very fascinating field. Well, it's been a, quite a better journey. Let me tell you, it's been an exciting journey. As you mentioned, I have been serving over 12 different industries. I have the chance to work in big companies, multi-billion dollar companies, had the pleasure to work with people around the world, also be an expat, work in different countries too. And... During all that journey, I was always leading or coaching improvement projects. So every position that I had, always was running improvement projects because I a true believer that the only way that you can improve in a company or even in your life is to projects. Because what happened is that when you're running just the day-to-day and you're taking care of the day-to-day work, there's not really improvements. You're just keeping the engine running, right? You're keeping things going, and but there's no really so much into improvement. So you have to change your mind into improvement. And for that, you need a project. I believe so much in that, that I have always done it through every position that I have. I did it through as, as a professional. And now as part of my business, that's what I do. I help companies to do that because that's the best way to really improve. And something that is very interesting, uh, uh, that's why I want to mention that, is that it 
is not only applies to companies. So even your personal life, when you think about your personal life, you want to improve your career or you want to improve your private life, you got to think about it like a project too, because you have to have a target. You need to have a, a why of why you're doing it. You need to have a plan. You need to execute. You need to follow up on it and you need to have a way to sustain it. So at the end, it's actually really a project. You know, it's interesting you were stating that is I'm working with clients now who are going through transition, career transition. So they have lost their jobs. Many of them are in the oil and gas industry or ancillary industries associated with oil and gas. And so many of them are having to take stock of their career, what they have been doing and what the future is going to hold. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, in those industries you've worked on, many of them have gone through various amounts of churn for the sake of a better word. And how do you work with individuals to help them not only understand where that where are they today and how can they continue to set themselves up for success, but what happens when it gets back to your, your you have a great background in, in change management. How do you overcome this event, this job loss, and then help them prepare for what their future might look like? Perhaps even though the industry that they're in is changing quite a bit. And again, I'm thinking the oil and gas industry, Alex. Yes, you're right. Uh, many industries have uh, gone through a, a big change and that's affecting a lot of people. Uh, sometimes not in a nice way, right? That's why when I created my methodology, my signature methodology, the Agile Change in Sigma 5.0, I thought about it as, as I had to build something that not only was able to help companies develop projects, but also help individuals and professionals to develop a project for their career and their private life and something that was able to do both. And so, so let me explain you that because I've been also, like many other people, I've also been without a job. So I don't truly understand what happens when that situation occurs. It's, it's, it's tough sometimes and you have to take a lot of decisions. But when we think about this as more of an opportunity, and I know it's hard sometimes to look at it that way, but when you think about it as an opportunity to reshape your life, and if you use a methodology to do that, it's really a great opportunity for doing that. So let me try to show this in, in the process. So how, how do you accomplish that? So the first thing of, of, of the methodology and how you can use it into this kind of situation is the first thing that you need to know is you need to determine what needs to change and why, right? It, it sounds kind of uh, straightforward, but sometimes it needs a little bit of insight into, okay, so what needs to change for me in this situation and why? Obviously, I want to have a new job again. I want to recover and have a new job. But this is a great time to think about why. So why is really behind what I'm looking for? And that's one of those key questions that change management always puts in the beginning of the methodologies. To think about why, what is, what is behind that? What do you really want? Because that's a time where you can really change your course and take the direction that you have always wanted, but you didn't have the opportunity to do it. So when you go back to the why, you think, well, you know, I, I want to change because maybe in my last job, I didn't have the time to really be with my family. I was traveling too much. Maybe I wasn't really happy. Maybe the person that I was reporting to wasn't really a person that I 
would love to go back and work again. So I need a different kind of personality in, in my boss. So then when you are in this situation, that's a great, really a great opportunity to, to think about those whys to really shape what is coming after that. If I have been an engineer, some type of, let's get, you know, I'll use the example oil and gas. And I know there's, you know, in the oil and gas industry, there's upstream, midstream, downstream. And in, in some cases, the job or the, the industry that they're in or the piece of the work that they're in is just going away. It just doesn't exist. But that's all they've done. How would you work with someone like that who really, I mean, they haven't had to have a resume or go on a job interview for quite a while because they've always had these projects. You've had 20 some years of experience and I'm right there with you. And sometimes we get very comfortable in what we do and we forget that we need to, you know, if we're gardeners, we need to forget that we have to prune the weeds and cut off the bad stuff so that the good stuff can continue to grow. And so these people have all of a sudden, they're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I'm 50 years old, I'm 55 years old. How would you begin to work with them using, you know, the agile changeling Sigma? Okay, great, great question, Howard. So I'm going to jump a little bit ahead answering this question before I do that. So the first point is to be clear on the whys and what, what you want to accomplish. Second is to define exactly what you want to accomplish, right? But to answer the question that you're talking about, that's on the third step. In the third step, you want to understand your current situation and identify what are the main drivers. And this is this is the, the answer to that. Because when someone has been doing a job for a long time, they do have a lot of skills that are valuable in the job market. But what we need to do with that professional is to make sure that they see it. Because sometimes we have been used to doing it for so long that we, that we lost sight of those skills. So then what we do in this step is to help the person to identify those skills and, and let them see that those skills are valuable in the job market and how they can show them to, to someone they are going to be in, interviewed with. So that's why we say, hey, you need to identify your current situation, which includes not only the situation, but also yourself. Where are you positioned in the industry? Because sometimes they, the, the only way to really move in your career is to move to another industry. I have done that quite a bit, quite a bit of times. And I know that if you have the right set of skills market, you can do that. And no matter what position you are, there are always skills that are valuable for any industry. For instance, let's say that uh, oil and gas industry, and they have a very, very disciplined approach to working. It's a difficult environment you work, depending on people that, for instance, work in, 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 inside the ocean and those kind of jobs. It's a, it's a tough environment. So that they develop certain skills that are very valuable when they move to another industry. And that's just an example of, of one industry, right? But each industry has that. So when people understand that, they see, oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I have all these skills that are so valuable to, to wherever I go. And they are able to market those when they are interviewed. That will open the door. I love the way you've described that. Therein lies, you know, for our listeners, the beauty and the appreciation of the coaching process, our ability to help our clients really discover 
what has been within them for quite a while, but perhaps maybe, again, they got so comfortable that they lost sight of, I have a lot of good skills and I can perhaps transfer some of them to other industries. And now that then opens up even more opportunity. So you can go out to the Hoovers and the LinkedIn's and discover what other industries can use somebody that has these skills and then how can I apply them? Yes, I think you touched a very important point our role as coaches is to sometimes help people to realize that. Because no matter what job you have, you always have skills that are valuable in the job market, but sometimes you don't see them anymore because you're so used to just using them that you lost sight of that. So as a coach, that's a role. We help people to, to see that. And once they see it, they change. They, they go like, wow, I, yeah, you're right. This thing is very valuable. So when I talk to someone, I will make sure I show it. And that will really help. And that happens with any profession. Any profession that is out there has valuable skills. And many skills are transferable to other industries. So Alex, I'm curious, you know, I have grown up around, when I say grown up, uh, grown up with my career with project managers, the idea of project management, change management. I have to admit, I heard of Lean Sigma. I think at one point I was a white belt. I think that's the first step in the Six Sigma path. And I know quite a few folks that are in Agile and Scrum. And how does an organization begin to embrace these kinds of methods so that they realize, yes, we need this versus I have no doubt. And so I'm going to put myself out there. I have no doubt you've run into customers that have said, clients that have said, or potentially future clients that have said, you know, that's really nice, Alex, but that's not the way we do things. We tried Scrum, we tried Agile, and we just went back to our tried and true waterfall approach. And for our listeners, I'm an we're covering IT business consultants. I, I really know waterfall <laughs> uh, project management. So a long-winded question here is, how do you get organizations to embrace this type of methodology that you've put together? Yeah, very good question. I think that part of the situation here with most of the companies is that they have maybe tried some of those methodologies. The thing is that, we have to realize that, for instance, let's take Lean Sigma. So Lean Sigma is a great methodology for improvement. Lean Six Sigma Master Blackbird, right? So I understand this very well. But the thing is that this methodology doesn't cover the human side of change. And it doesn't give you any tools that you can use to create change. Agile, uh, a little bit, but not really. I mean, it's more, a, it's still a, a technical methodology. And then you have change management, which is totally human but it doesn't mix with the other one. So that's that's the reason why I created Agile Chain in Sigma 5.0 because that's what happens. So the methodologies are not, are not integrated to each other. So they have their own way of working. They have their own steps. But when you want to apply them together, there were, well, in this case, there was nothing out there to tell you how to do it. So in my case, that's why I developed one way to integrate those so you have, the technical side and the human side covered into one methodology. Because I, after doing more than 200 projects across all those industries and all the business areas, what you come to realize is that in reality, the most important part of all of that is the human side. You need the technical side, which is how, how you run the project, how, what steps you need to follow and 
certain techniques, but if the human side is not there, it, it won't be sustainable. But the problem is that the way the things are right now, they are not integrated. So you want to use a methodology and another one is like totally different things. So you need like running different uh, projects in parallel, which creates a lot of complexity. So what I, what, what I did with the methodology is to integrate everything. So a company can use one methodology covering the technical and human side. I think that sometimes the companies uh, haven't realized that until you show it to them. Because obviously you have heard stories that they, even the, even when Lean Six Sigma and, and other methodologies are good, there are still places out there where they, it didn't work, right? I mean, they or it worked for some time and then they lost all the improvement. That's why sometimes people are, are kind of, uh, companies are kind of, oh, I already tried it. But then they tried in one way, but we're looking at another way. So if we combine, with that's, that's the power of this, when we combine both sides into one way and then you can do it in, a, in, in one way, one methodology, that's a whole different thing. So what I contact customers and I explain, I am very sure that, I, that they understand that, that if they don't combine both in an integrated way, it will never have the same power. Because you can train people on different courses and people can get the knowledge, but unless they know how to do it in an integrated way, it's very complicated. Part of this is that the companies, because, uh, well, this is new, right? This is uh, uh, something that uh, I, I, I created. I mean, it took me 10 years to put this together, but it's, it's a new approach. So as people will start to see this new approach, they will see the power that comes into combining things. That's what I really make sure that they see that uh, that's that's really the big change and how how things will stay. When you are invited to come in to speak to an organization, you know they've they've found you, heard of you. They somebody made a referral. Perhaps even you've done some work in the past with a one of the you know leaders in the organization and. When you come in the first time, are you working with them to understand where their challenge is and then to perhaps measure? Again, I'm thinking of, a, as I'm looking at the model that, you know, when I was writing the show notes, you've got, you know, a six, Lean Six Sigma, project management, change management, agile scrum, organizational psychology. So think of a like a pentagon, so to speak. And within that pentagon is maybe a scale of, you know, like a one to five scale where one is, we need you for Alex. There's really not a lot of project management. What we really need is, you know, the change or the ad using change management and agile. And that's really where we want you to focus. Or how are you, are they telling you or are you helping them discover what, components of the methodology are going to be needed for them in this project? Yeah, good question. Yeah, I, I run a diagnostic for, for them to understand their situation and and see how the how we can build the program right for them because every company is different. Even, you know, what's very interesting in the companies that I have worked for, even just working in one side and then going to another may be totally different. So I know that that happens Going to a different industry is another way of working. And inside the industry, every site is going to be different. Every division is going to be different. Every country is going to be different because of the cultural differences. So yes, there has to be, a, a, and that's what I do, uh, understand their, their, 
situation. And I do this. So I look at the technical side again. So I look at KPIs performance, how they're working, what are their uh, strategies. And then I look at the human side. So I look on, on how the team, the management team is working, how they are setting up the strategy for it. And then I do some interviews to understand that side. And based on that, I build something for them because it's impossible that uh, one thing can work for everyone. That's that's truly not possible. Uh, still, there are certain things that I already know that we will need to do in order to make a program successful that I already know because I have been doing this for so long that there are some key elements that are included in the methodology. So we are always use them and make sure that they are put in place so the program can deliver the results that they want and, and more, right? Because we're always try, trying to over-deliver. Uh, whatever they look for, we'll, we'll try to find a way to even get better than what they were looking for. So yes, there has to be a diagnostic. Uh, I, I, I get that question. Oh, so this is going to be the same than other customers? No, it's really not. It's, it has to be depending on what you need. And I think, and especially on the human part, that's so important because once I start working with management teams, I see so many different ways of working, uh, starting from, from the uh, top management, how they war, how they set how they set priorities, how they work with each other. And depending on that, there is a tool that I use. It's, a, it's called, a, it's also a signature uh, program that we have. It's 5.0 um, strategic planning. And in that one, for instance, uh, depending on, on, on that, that diagnostic, I may build certain workshops with them to help and improve in certain things. For instance, let me give an example. In one, in one uh, company, uh, something that I noticed and also the champion in this case told me is, you know, I think we, we, we sometimes we really, really don't work together. We're kind of working in silos. So when we run this strategic planning, I did some workshop to help them with that, start to, to break those silos then. And when the program gets installed, we keep working on that. Because I know that if we, we don't break those silos, then uh, no matter what program it is, uh, it won't have the, the uh, power that it, it can have when you break those silos. So yes, yeah, it has, has to be something adapted to every uh, company's particular situation. Very good. And as you were describing that, you know, a flood of memories is coming back, Alex, of my years in IT. Like, oh my God. Um, so I'm curious, two questions. One, do you have an ideal client, you know, uh, maybe it's a size or is there, kind of, I don't know, an organizational formula that has to be there so that you know this is going to be a client that they'll embrace what I have to offer and I will be able to to support them. You know, they all understand the why, why they need to do what they need to do, and you're going to be there to help them make this change. Uh, does that exist or do you, is every one's just going to be unique and you have to, you know, you've got to go through the sales process and they've got to be able to embrace what you have to offer? Uh, good question. Uh, I think that in order to embrace this, yeah, there is an, uh, we can say there is an ideal client. I will say that this uh, way of working is for a company that is looking for the next way of working, right? So they want to acquire a new way of working. They're open to, to acquire that, to learn it. They want to stay ahead of the game. They maybe have tried some of the uh, methodologies that I integrated. And in some cases, uh, it was good, but not anymore. So they need to revamp it. 
So they need a new way to do it because if they just go back and do it the same way that they did it years ago, they're going to have the same results, right? So that's one. Or maybe a company that hasn't tried any of these methodologies and they're just looking for a new way to get better results faster and a way that shows them how to make this all integrated. Another thing that I would say is very important for the company is a company that also cares a lot for, for their employees because a big part of this way of working is that, yes, we are going to use a lot of good technical tools, but at the end, the whole power of this comes from the people. So the company really needs to, to really be interested in creating a good work environment, having people uh, motivated, happy. So they really, really care about that. If they don't care about that, uh, or maybe they just say it, but they are really not doing anything on that respect, that's not for them because that's where we base everything. So we put a lot of effort in creating that uh, work environment, helping our employees on that. So if they, they, they really care about that, this is for them too. Also, I would say it has to be a company that wants to innovate because when something is new, if you have that innovation mindset, you want to acquire that and start using it. So I would say I would say those will be some of the characteristics. Okay. Are, are these companies that have these characteristics, uh, do they exist still here in the U.S.? Are they in South America, Asia, Europe? Where are they? I would say they can be in any place of the world. I, I don't think there is a particular culture for that. I will say, well, at the end, easy. the company is just a group of people working together, right? So I will say the top management is the one that has need to have that mindset. And then that creates that mindset in the company. But yeah, it can apply actually any place in the world. I, I will never think that it's just for a, for a particular place. Okay. When I was in, in the IT world, I mean, it was, you know, you barely started a project and the, you know, the sales team is out there, you know, trying to get uh, anecdotes and success stories and that they can then, you know, put on the corporate website or be able to, you know, offer it as a, as a page on the next proposal deck for another company. It was just amazing. It was like clockwork. You, you, you knew right away the sales guy he barely or she barely kicked off the current project and they're, they're off trying to sell something else and using the project you're implementing as a success story. But I digress. Uh, but I'm curious, after you have worked with a client, I'm curious, you know, just an example, what are your clients saying what it's like to work with you and you know, your co coaching a consulting group? I would say that uh, one thing that they notice is that we really care. So we don't, we just don't sell for selling. We really want to partner and work along the way. So we don't sell something and leave. We stay during the program. We partner. We really care about the results. We, we make a big commitment. So it's not like when you just buy, uh, I don't know, just let's say you buy something and that's it that you never see the person again. No, this is a whole journey where we partner and we care about the results. And because again, we're, we're looking at both sides. Right? We're looking at the technical and the human side because we, we do what we, what we say, right? So we, we say we focus on the human part. So the same is the customer. Customer is a group of people. So we need to care that they really understand what they need to do, that we give them the tools to, to get it done, that we go into the process, which is also something that I think is a, is a big thing that uh, we not only coach on, on the technical side, but also on the, on the human side. So when you're creating a change, especially in a company, 
most of the times, the technical part, you can, uh, you got, you can get it through training and people uh, learn how to use a tool and they practice it and they, they get it, right? But then when you want to implement the change, the human part becomes the most important part. So then how do you help people to create change, to drive change, to, to help others to create and drive change? And that's what we, we do. We focus a lot on helping them because that's really the, the key part. The tools could be great, but if the people don't embrace that and they don't use them and they don't believe in them, they don't get buy-in, no matter how good is the tool, it, it, it won't work. So that's why uh, we, do, we do care a lot about uh, helping me on that. It's very interesting, but sometimes it's, uh, it's a little bit like being a psychologist because uh, people always ask, hey, what can I do with, uh, with this uh, person in my team? Uh, I want to help this person to understand how important is this and the value of this. How can I do that? And then that's where we do the coaching on that side, what, how to help. Them. And that has to do a lot with understanding the psychology of, of people, psychology of change. And I think that, that has a lot of value besides uh, helping in on the technical side. Very good. Alex, in the time we have left, as I was researching and preparing the notes for today, I noticed on your website, you have the Agile Change Lean Sigma 5.0 Institute. So you are training people to implement this methodology as well? Or how does that institute play into your role of delivering on projects? What happened is that, like with any improvement project, you have to you have to have a group of change leaders that they will start helping to create the critical mass that you need for change, right? So then, obviously, they need to be trained on tools, both technical and soft tools, in order to create this uh, this change and these improvements. So what the institute does is uh, providing that knowledge through online learning. The way this has been developed is that we want to offer something that people can learn from anywhere in the world. So this is 100% online. So the Institute does that. People go to the Institute and take the learning. They acquire the learning through, through online resources. And then at the same time, they're running the changes. By the way, we call them, uh, we, instead of projects, we call them project and change initiatives because this is really a global view. So then while they're running the PCI, so project initiatives, when they're running those, they're doing the, the learning from the platform for the institute and they implementing everything at the same time. So as, as a, according to the learning process, that is the best way that they will learn and have more impact in their companies because they are learning and applying at the same time and they start to create that change and helping others to change. I will say the impact just catapults right there. Yeah, it, it sounds to me like you're you're creating the kind of the I would call them ambassadors for you in the in the in the projects or the organization's initiative, you know, bringing the, like the key stakeholders or operations folks who are on the project in to learn the various pieces of the methodology that they can then take back and apply. That's uh, I think extremely powerful, Alex. Uh, before we head out today. As we record this podcast, we are nearing the end of our election cycle here in the U.S. Thank heavens for that. But I'm curious, you know, what, what's your hope for the future? I mean, what do you, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Some insight to go about things, something that you see or something you've read, heard, perhaps a quote. What would you like to leave our listeners with? I think that even though we have a tough year in some things, still I think that what 
one of the learnings that we can get from all the situation that has been happening is that it just reminds us that at the end, the most important asset is our people. So all these just remind us of that. So companies that are getting even better after all this is because they have really put their effort into having people and, and caring about them, supporting them and showing them that they really care for them. So when these tough times happen, people are there to support the company because they know that the company supports them and care about them. I think that's just a reminder. And for people that have gone through transitions, it's a reminder that they are valuable and they have the skills necessary to get into a better position to what they may be because the value doesn't come from the outside. The value comes from themselves. So this is just something to remind us that no matter what we're doing, if it is a business or if we're working for a company, at the end, the value is inside us. If we have clarity on that, when we need to make a transition, if it is for finding a new job or maybe I just want to move to another job because I want to improve or want to move to another area inside my company or maybe another division, another industry, the value that you have inside goes with you. So this is something that I think this all these things has just reminding us about that, that no matter what happens around us, that value is still in us. So we just need to remember, remember that and, and show that no matter where we are. So I, I will say that that's a key thing that we need to we need to see from uh, learning from this situation. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Alex, if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, where's the best places for them to go? Yes, uh, they can look for my webpage, www.alex-cano.com. And that's uh, A-L-E-X-C-A-N-O.com. They, they can also find me in my LinkedIn and my Facebook account. For uh, You can look for Alex Cano Consulting and Coaching, and they can find me there too. Fantastic. Well, we will most definitely provide the backlinks to your website, alex-cano.com, as well as the backlinks to your LinkedIn profile and your Facebook page. Alex, it's been a pleasure to have you join us on the Success Inside podcast. And it was really nice to rekindle some memories I've had of my old IT days. And so I appreciate you taking the time to talk about your work and coaching and consulting and and your signature methodology and how you're using it to continue to help individuals and organizations make a difference. No, no. Thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure to be here and uh, have a chance to share with the audience uh, some of my experiences. And because I think there are so much to learn from, from everyone out there. So we just need to be open and learn. Fantastic. All right, folks, we have just been chatting with Alex Cano. He is the CEO and founder of Alex Cano Consulting and Coaching. And really just listening to Alex speak about those 20 years of implementing improvement projects and, you know, learning about his signature methodology, the Agile Change Lean Six Sigma 5.0, and really how bringing these, you know, disparate elements, you know, technology, people, project management, change management, organizational psychology, how he has successfully been bringing it together to look and help organizations and individuals inside organizations to create, you know, sustainable improvements 
and create environments where people are feeling motivated, embracing change, and organizations too are embracing that as well. Because if organizations take care of its people, the people are going to take care of the organization as well. It goes both ways. So we hope you enjoyed our conversation uh, with Alex. Do let us know what you thought. You can visit us at successinsightpodcast.com. Please leave a comment for this episode or any other episode for that matter. We'll also have the episode available on our Facebook and LinkedIn pages, Success Insight Podcast. All of the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We are also on YouTube. So many ways to find and listen, consume our episodes from our really growing podcast library. I think as we publish this podcast with Alex, we will have passed the 100 mark for podcasts published in 2020. So very exciting to have Alex on that side of the accomplishment. It's been a really good year podcast wise. So we hope you enjoyed it as well. So folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day. I hope you all voted and lots of change coming down and good change, I hope. And listen, take care of yourselves, take care of your family, wear those masks and practice social distancing. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode or uh, having you listen to us on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.